Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci. Let's do this thing. We are joined by the one and only the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. He lives on the grid as we kick it on the one and only Sports Grid. How you doing, Cam? Pretty good, Gabe. Hanging in there, buddy. Making the best of a bad situation. I know you are, too. And, hey, the world moves on. Sports moves on, buddy. Yeah, well, we hope uh, one day that sports uh, moves on. And I'll tell you what. Uh, the NBA on a daily basis has uh, all kinds of crazy ideas that are being reported. Um, we'll give them credit. They're, they seemingly are meeting around the clock uh, right now trying to come up with different proposals. You and I talked about their Vegas uh, proposal. They're talking about isolating players. Uh, they've got a bunch of new different places and potential cities uh, that they're looking at. Some of them some of them make sense and some of them you're like, really? Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's where you're thinking of going? Um, but I think it all might be wishful thinking. The NFL draft, though, is not wishful thinking, whether the National Football League general managers like it uh, or not. Uh, they're all in the same position, Ken. That's the thing right now. Now, we've heard general managers complain, basically stating, this isn't a fantasy football draft. It's very difficult to draft players without meeting them. And, Ken, they're not meeting them. Uh, basically, Justin Herbert has begun um, team interviews via FaceTime. Nice. So, so basically, <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah. So coaches and GMs, they get an opportunity to talk to these kids, kind of like you and I are talking to each other right now. That's what I was saying, buddy. They should get a program like us, you know, uh, get, get a green screen and uh, figure it out, fellas. Me and Gabe did, and uh, we're in our uh, 40s. We're doing pretty good for older guys. Gabe, I'd say uh, we're technical. Our, our, our tech savviness is improving, and we're better than some people at the network. That's for sure. There's guys who can't even turn on a computer. I will say this. Um, great point you bring up about uh, the NBA, and it's funny. Hockey, you look at the story, they're just kind of like, yeah, maybe in August. Yeah, we'll figure we're, look, we're hoping for August. Like, these guys, they just come up with some, like, wishful thinking where the NBA is actually, like, they're trying to come up with concepts and solutions to the problem, not just going, hey, we hope we get there. And I got to tell you, as far as um, as far as the show must go on, I think everybody in sports grid is doing a great job. And I got to tell you, it's one thing I noticed. I think we should be very proud, uh, actually. Um, it's the one thing I noticed. Like, a good example is Conan O'Brien. Um, is doing uh, the show from his house right now. Okay. He, had a, he had a white wall behind him with a guitar on the wall. And I'm thinking, bro, 
You live in a mansion in like Beverly Hills. You can't come up with a better shot than this, Conan. Like you yeah. planned it all week. You knew you were going to broadcast from your house and you couldn't come up with it. But like, even me, like I'd be like Conan, like, dude, like you got to have a better. It was almost like Babano. And I've noticed a couple <laughs> other people. I've noticed other, like one thing I noticed. So Anderson Cooper broadcasted from his house and AKA, I got to tell you, and it's not surprising actually. It's got a weird house cab. Yeah. I thought, like he was broadcasting, it was like all dark. It was like a medieval library. It was all like black leather and like, I don't know, medieval books. And he's like, I'm Anderson Cooper broadcasting from my den. And I'm thinking, dude, like how weird is your place if that's like the most normal shot you got? Yeah, he's a <laughs> news vampire. That's, what, that's what I was thinking. He's a news vampire, Gabe. You're right. And I expect some more too. Like you're Conan with the budget too. Like even hire a couple showgirls in the background just to stay still or, you know, Andy Richter. Like that's the thing. Like these guys have unlimited budgets. If you're coming up with a guitar and a white wall, you got bigger problems than me. You thought my hockey posters were bad when we started on Sports Grid. Hell of a lot better than these turkeys. And they got more money than we do. Lots more. I got to tell you, it's a good thing Mike Cardano doesn't work at CNN um, oh, or, or NBC. <laughs> they don't. He'd, be, he'd be yelling at like Chris Cuomo, your shot sucks. We're not putting that on the air. Uh, like there's high standards here now. Uh, so like, he'd, be, he'd be complaining, hey, Cooper, your lighting sucks. Because yeah. I yeah. swear to God, I saw Anderson Cooper's lighting. He looked like he looked like it was like the Blair Witch Project. He had like a, he had, like, a flashlight in front of his face. I'm like, dude. Like you're Anderson Cooper. Like you guys couldn't get a better shot than this. Like all day. Like I don't. I don't understand. Stephen Colbert did a show from his bathtub. Which I guarantee. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, I thinking, it's different. I was thinking like if you and I did that. Like I don't know if they would approve it. No. Say, How's the shot look? I'd say, well, I look good and Cam did yeah, a shot yeah. in his bathtub. Now Colbert had like a bubble bath. He was in yeah. a suit, like sitting I, in bubbles in, in 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 the bathtub. It's a good idea, actually. Yeah, doing some real zany stuff. Uh, we do it, and I, I, I have a feeling that, yeah, you're right. The powers that we would go, no. Even though if it was, like, cool and, uh, you know, a little bit different, I, I don't think they'd let it fly, Gabe. Sorry. I'll go um, do it in the path if you want. All right. So we brought up earlier, so the NBA, yeah. um, this is um, this is from the, the New York Post and Mark Berman. Says, uh, though news of the coronavirus pandemic has been discouraging, NBA executives still cling to the hope of arranging a one-site fanless 16 playoff <laughs> and a five to seven uh, game regular season prelude. Um, they're very determined to have a champion. So basically they want to have like five to seven regular season games at the end, but only with the playoff teams, essentially. I got no problem with that. Like, so basically it's sort of like a warm up leading yeah. into the playoffs, but the games still count in the standings. Oh, so I, like I, if you're, if you're playing for first place or something like that, like a good, like the Raptors are like two and a half up. So they'd have to hold off the Celtics to get the seed. All right. But it comes down to money cam. Cause we find out the NBA has a clause, you know, how like betting you bet on yep. a football game. It has to go 55 minutes. Yes, yes, the old clauses, baseball over-unders, the rainouts fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. I so get it. it. turns out the NBA's, they need to deliver 70 games. Yeah, oh, for everything, to, for everything to be official, they need 70. They need 70 games for the TV networks, as ah. far as deals they promised, etc. So they got to get a little more than just the playoffs out of this. But it also makes sense. You couldn't just have these guys, all right, the playoffs start tomorrow or, you know, next month, and there's no warm-up or anything like that. Listen, 
As a betting man, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I'm telling you now. No. And, you- and, and, and if it does, and this is where it gets interesting, and this is where something that you and I never talked about yet that they actually have brought up now. Um, so an industry source uh, inside the room said they're very determined to have a champion, that they don't want to let this go. Um, and this is where it's interesting where I was bang on, Cam. They want to do best of two or three to start things yep. off. The Makes playoffs could be reduced to a slew of best of two or three series across the board. A single elimination format was ruled out. Uh, nothing is off the table, though, another league official says. Um, UNLV in Las Vegas has, uh, has, been, uh, has been a talk. We talked about uh, Vegas. Uh, they brought up Bahamas, Orlando, Atlantic City, Hawaii, and Louisville. I just sound like Louisville. Louisville? How's, <laughs> yeah, that's great. All, all like kind of not exotic destinations, but you could understand geographically, like Hawaii, Island, Louisville. <laughs> yeah, and, and Louisville. Right, 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 hanging out with Churchill Downs? Like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, what, what? Yeah, that's a good point. They, hey, hey, guys, they canceled the Kentucky Derby. You guys are yeah. with that, right? Like, <laughs> you know why, though? It's interesting they bring, because I was wondering, too, like, Louisville? What the hell are they talking about? Why would they need a Louisville? But got a lot of facilities. Uh, Kentucky's done a good job uh, mitigating this. The governor of Kentucky was one of the first ones out of the gate. Uh, He was one of the first ones out of the gate to to tell people to self-isolate. He started shutting places down, uh, et cetera. So that's why. But the thing is, so so what? You're going to bring a bunch of people to a place where where, um, the virus hasn't really hit yet? Now... We always, uh, and I miss Will Capper. I hope Will Capper's doing all right. Yeah, me too. You know, Los Angeles is going to is getting hit hard too, and it's going to get hit hard uh, by the virus. Uh, but we always give credit to Will Capper for being a Duke grad and how smart he is. So Jay Williams, ESPN, who went to Duke, played for the Bulls, etc. Yep. Um, he threw out an idea to play on cruise ships, which might be the stupidest idea of them all. Like, why don't they just play in a hospital? <laughs> <laughs> play on cruise ships. Cruise ship. No, the worst about cruise ships. Have you seen cruise ships? They're, they're yeah. letting people off the boat. That's what I'm saying. I saw another story. There's a bunch of old people stuck on a boat again. Exactly. Cruise ships. I've been. And the thing about cruise ship is, you you talk about the way this thing is. It's one person on the cruise ship happens to have something. Like if say they totally don't disinfect it or something slips through the cracks. One person on a cruise ship, you're done. You're on a cruise ship. You said it. That's the worst thing you could do. Cruise ships are horrible. They do have lots of space, but uh, that's a bad idea. I'm with you. That cruise sucks. Ship. Guys, <laughs> it's so bad, like, going on cruise ships right now um, that the military, there's a bunch of dudes, like, on a naval ship that have it, and they're not allowed to dock because they don't know how to handle it. Yeah. So it's, like, that bad. So you think they're going to let regular people off uh, the ship? Right? Like, um, I saw a bad story. Uh, I saw a son. You know, he's in Los Angeles, actually, and his parents... His parents aren't rich or anything, and they never went on a trip ever. They never went on a cruise, Cam, and they're in their 70s. They went on a cruise like a month ago or something, and same thing. They're stuck at sea. No one will let them uh, come back. They don't even have it, but other people on the ship do. And yeah, yeah, come on, Jay Williams. You're going to put LeBron on a ship? (laughs) Imagine on the news. LeBron James has coronavirus, but they won't let him dock. Plus, he's ripped Trump all the time. Trump won't let him land. 
You're right. For a guy who went to Duke, that sounds like a, uh, a, a horrible a, idea. That sounds like a Southern Illinois idea. Something uh, <laughs> that sounds more like a Canisius idea. <laughs> yes, yes, it sounds like <laughs> Canisius, Niagara, cruise ships. Giggle away, man. Yeah, sounds, like sounds more like a Michigan State idea. Yeah, like, come on, the Duke. You're giving a bad name to That's Duke here. Bad. Even during this, you, you, you throw a stab at Sparty there, man. Yeah, even, yeah, even, even now. Like, <laughs> screw him. Sorry, sorry. I hope, I hope everyone in East Lansing is staying safe. Exactly. <laughs> That's I, I mean it. I mean no, it. no, I mean, of course you mean it. Of course you mean it. Like, you don't I like mean, the Spartans, but... No, you, I, I hate their program. Got, I hate their team, human. but... Yeah, but yeah, you're yeah. humanitarian. Yeah, you same, met a guy from Michigan with, State who got sick. I'd say, I hope you get better, sir. Yeah. Same as Columbus. Ohio State, hope you yeah. guys are all right. Yeah. I agree. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Play on a, play on a cruise, cruise ship. Cruise ship. That's a horrible <laughs> idea. I can see I think it. Where'd he get his degree at Duke? It doesn't sound like it sounds like Duke through, uh, you know, hi, I went to the University of Phoenix online. Like it just that doesn't sound like a Duke idea. That's pretty dumb. Yeah, we're, pretty supposed, dumb. To be, we're supposed to be all nice now with, um, as you stated, even even in times of now. But he did like wipe out pretty hard on it on a motorcycle. Yeah, that's a good point. So I don't know. He's not thinking clearly. <laughs> he's not <laughs> he's not thinking clearly anymore. So. All right, so there was talks about the Bahamas, or uh, from what I understand, Cam, Orlando is gaining ground. Oh uh, boy! Well, Orlando, I'll tell you, Orlando, they have a big complex, right? They have complexes. Orlando makes sense, and me and you have been there. It's so spread out. It's like uh, the suburb of suburbs, right? Like, remember trying to get it around? It's pretty isolated. Oh, buddy, you can bring a lot of people there, and say, you want to talk about social distancing? Orlando's that—that's your type of place. I know they bring together like the theme parks and stuff, but it is a very vast area. Things are spread apart there. It actually makes sense, and you said it due to uh, you know a population, uh, a destination point for families. They'd have a lot of places. Orlando actually does make sense. Now that's that's where it's interesting you bring up the, the 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 word families here, because this is something that in all these stories that you hear about, you never hear that brought up. And are players gonna want to go get isolated and live in a bubble without their families for a couple of months? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. younger guys would. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Lonzo Ball or something. Be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? I don't care. I'll live in I'll live in Mandalay Bay for two months without anybody. But like. He'll be happy. Sorry, Dad, can't see you. <laughs> you're, right. you're right. Hardcore religious people and older veterans would probably not be very keen. I can see. Idea. I think of the Raptors. I just thought of Kyle Lowry. He'd be like, "So you want me to leave my kids and my wife in the middle of a pandemic and go play basketball for two months in the Bahamas?" Yeah. And then it and then it becomes, well, okay, you bring the families. Then you're not really self-isolating anymore, Ken. No, you're not. People don't seem to understand. Sixteen teams out of the NBA. That's like four hundred and something players, guys. And that's and, the oh, and then you throw in awe, but everyone brings what four family members. And then the next thing you know, uh, you've got two thousand people on a resort. I agree you, with you. You defeat 100%. the whole purpose. Yeah, that's the thing, right? And the family member, right? Especially you got kids. Kids are active. They're going to go run around. You never know what they're what they're going to do. What are you going to do? Put an armed guard or a healthcare professional outside of every single person's place? You're right. It becomes exponentially harder to control, and I don't think it would work. You're right. You'd have to do it without the families. I don't want to sound heartless. I'm actually just thinking about the big picture. That's dangerous to bring everybody there because you know something could happen. It's just yeah, saying. They would probably do it. They'd be probably forced to do it, to be honest. I would think that they would probably test the family as well they would say all right you know two but where where do you draw the line yeah i mean you know some guys have four kids some guys have two kids some guys have this some guys have that guys have 11 kids 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like if Sean Kemp was playing, he'd need his own hotel. He'd have his own island. Yes, hey. yeah, like they'd be like, all right, we need a whole hotel for Sean and his family. Like, At this facility. Oh, th thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it'd be like nine chicks. That's nine floors. <laughs> 11 kids. Like That's another, like, the Kemp's are here. <laughs> that's great. I don't know, man. Like on paper, you know, like reading it out loud, it sounds, oh, it's interesting. Yeah, play in Vegas and live in a hotel and play in Orlando. And, but practically, can you really pull it off? Yeah, can you, can you really pull it off? I don't, you know. I don't know. Vegas, just the amount of places, Gabe, I guess if you're going to try, let's just say kind of like a presidential race and we're betting, Vegas will win. If this does happen, uh, and you've seen uh, with their situation too, for a state of Nevada, I thought you'd think their numbers would be a hell of a lot worse than they are. They're actually doing a pretty good job if you look at other if you look at other states and the way the properties are set up. As, as a betting man, Vegas has to be the biggest favorite if it does happen. That's I all. think I would agree. I would agree. I don't think they would go to the Bahamas. Now that's where the Atlantis place is, right? So uh, that basically that it's Atlantis where they would yeah. stay, I would imagine. But there's too many of them. There's too many of them. And, you know, we just, we get ahead of ourselves. We don't know how bad the situation is going to be moving forward. Uh, but you're right. Nevada has done a pretty good job. And it's funny because if you remember the mayor, who I like the mayor of, of Las Vegas, but she was really upset. She was pissed when they shut everything down. And it was the governor that shut down the casinos and everything. Mm -hmm. Imagine if they didn't, like the oh. spread that would be going oh. on. Like, it that's, would be a disaster. Oh, it really would be. A, you know, it's funny. You uh, well, it's not funny, actually, at all. But if you notice, and we'll get into it, actually, because um, right now, politics are the biggest show in town in the betting world, like worldwide right now. Yeah. And, and it's all due to Trump, actually. Trump in the last election, there was more betting, a bigger betting handle. People have gotten more into betting in politics. But people really like Chris Cuomo, um, uh, Chris Cuomo's uh, brother uh, from CNN, of course, um, is the governor of New York and Chris Cuomo actually tested positive for coronavirus, Ken. Wow. Yeah, and I don't know if you know, like Chris Cuomo, you seen that guy? The guy works out more than an NFL player. Oh, man. I know. Like, I that guy's in shape, shape, yeah. shape, shape. Like I've seen his workout videos, he posts like he's a show. Yeah, I know. Like, crush it. Like, rah, rah. Yeah, he's, he's like a monster. He's massive, I'm this sure. guy. Remember, him and Elizabeth Vargas were on, like, 2020 when he first started his career before he went to CNN. He used to wear these tailor-made tight suits that just, if he literally just go there, like, he'd pop buttons. Portuguese Joe used to go, that Cuomo, he thinks he's, oh, look at him, eh? the suit's so tight. Like, he used to rip, <laughs> like, you know, he, he didn't like the, the Don Lemon, lemonade there, but he used to rip Cuomo's saying, and you say again, Cuomo's a monster. You're absolutely right. Like, that guy's health is at an impeccable level. If he gets it, then, uh, you know, me and you ever get i don't like our chances versus uh, i don't like i don't uh, like the i don't like the track record here like kevin durant he's in better shape than you and i dailyrodo.com learn from the game's best dfs players we don't just give you premier advice we play every day all major sports all year round we never stop industry leading dfs tools and custom projections and now the dailyrodo.com optimizer in minutes build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys learn from the game's best dfs players join dailyrodo.com 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Dave Lorenzo with Oregon Dad with the Raging Reddit. And a store. we're going to get into some NFL uh, draft talk and up some props. Uh, we had uh, Rick Saratella join us, and shout out to Carver. Uh, for hooking us up with Rick, um, great, um, uh, great, uh, great NFL draft uh, follow. He writes the NFL draft a Bible. Uh, you basically you name a player, you throw a player at him, boom. Uh, he gives you uh, you know a, a solid take on it. So we're going to talk some NFL draft uh, with Rick. We'll talk some NFL football with Kim. But I was going to say, so everyone loves Governor Cuomo and stuff. Yeah. But in hindsight, New York should have shut down a lot sooner. Like, you know, everyone sort of plays the, you know, I don't know, you, know, you point fingers at, at people. It's, yeah. But, like, you know, we brought up why Louisville earlier. Kentucky, Cam, I didn't realize this. They shut things down March the 6th. Wow. Very like, proactive. They were, like, no, he was right out of the That's gate. That's proactive. The governor, like, told yep. people, listen, this is serious. We got to take this seriously. And if you remember, Cam, the Kentucky Derby was pretty quick out of the gate to cancel. They were considering all the other horse racing or like, oh, you've got to send state troopers and like you're going to have to put a gun to our head to make us stop the Florida Derby. Like the Florida Derby basically stated, come and stop us. Yeah. Like they actually like basically threaten the state. We'll sue you and we're going to, you know what I mean? It's going to cause a big thing. We'll cause a big scene. The Churchill Downs shut down right away. They They were pretty active when you compare to everyone else. And I just saw earlier, Cam, Tennessee is rampant. With, uh, with coronavirus right now, and Kentucky is not. And basically, the governor of Tennessee said, oh, it's no big deal. It's just yeah. the flu. The guy in Kentucky didn't, even though they're state side, side by side. The cases are way less in Kentucky. But if I'm Kentucky, I don't want a bunch of NBA players coming to my uh, place. No, uh, like after this. Exactly. You bring up a good point. So what? Your state's going out of our way to keep yeah. everything clean. Exactly. <laughs> Why should you pay the price, right? It's like, hey, we did everything right, but we're going to pay. But you brought up a good uh, comment to me about Cuomo. And Cuomo, it's one of these things, right? And I saw him on my website at 40 to 1, and me and you talked about this. And I'll tell uh, the, the fans of the show here, Gabe, and you brought up a really good point. To people outside of New York and stuff, like people in Canada and other states, right? He's a progressive guy. We don't like the gambling aspect of things, but he looks good. Want to know why? As you say, he stands up to Trump. And people who don't like Trump love the fact that this guy doesn't really care. He'll call out Trump and he'll do things. Let me That's tell you right. something, but, but you also said some of these states, his act would not fly, which I agree with what you're saying. Let me tell you something, Cam. Politicians are like uh, backup quarterbacks. <laughs> They're always the most popular guy in town until they play. Great analogy. 
And yeah, not bad. I just came up with it right now. Very smooth. And you know why? You know why I say that? The rest of the world fawns over Justin Trudeau. It's true. The Canadian Prime Minister. Like we we wish he was our Prime Minister. Oh, how come? You know? Oh, he's so good looking. He's so smart. (laughs) People love him around the world. People in Canada don't like him. You're right. Like he he barely won. He hangs on. He shoots himself in the foot all the time. He's a hard guy to support. Like, you know what I mean? But from the outside, people love him. It's very similar. Like, people in New York didn't like Cuomo up until a couple of weeks ago. They mm-hmm. like the way he's handling things now. But like I said, in hindsight, he really should have shut things down earlier, right? Yep. But he has handled things very, very well. So as you mentioned, there's a big presidential push. There's been a lot of money coming in on Cuomo. He's been pretty adamant that he's not running. And there's not really a lot of time, Cam. You know, like, there really isn't. Like, you know how, like, sports are shut down? Yeah. Politics are shut down. There's no rallies. You're right. There's, you, I, po- you I, post, I post something to you, though. I'm looking at the odds on my books, right? So Trump's about minus 150 right now before he was, like, a lock. How the hell do you bet? Joe Biden has not been heard since this thing hasn't even talked. Like, so what? So for him not to do anything is just helping his cause? It's like, dude, do something. Like, I got to be honest with you. This is not a political show. Me, you don't work for CNN Crossfire. But the fact that he's even money is ridiculous to me. Like, yeah. that's nuts. I'd make him way higher than that. But it's anyway. Kinda, yeah. And what does it say that he doesn't, you know, they think it's best that he just doesn't say anything. <laughs> exactly, buddy, exactly. <laughs> like that's, the, that, that's, that's what hey, you Joe, know it's say, say nothing. Um, yeah. But I'm just stating, yeah, so it's a weird time for politics right now. And as far as Cuomo, I just want to throw it out for, for betting purposes. He's not going to run. It, it'll look bad, too. Like, his state is, like, the biggest hit state. So people are going to say, oh, you're parlaying a pandemic into a presidential run, huh? Right, so... It, yep. it won't work. Maybe down the road he could. He kicked the tires on it before. Um, but like I said, because you give a good press conference doesn't mean you're going to win a presidency. Yep. It's, you know, it's just it, people. People always look for a leader, though, in times uh, in times like this. Very uh, true. Right. So we talked about uh, the NBA. And it's funny because I said the best of two or three is going to have to be on the table cam. And look, bing, here it is. It's on the yep. table. It best is. of two or three uh, playoff. This is what I find interesting. Arthur Blank, Arthur Blank, who, you know, out of NFL owners, I actually don't dislike Arthur Blank. I I agree with you 100%. I mean, I can't say like, oh, he's the great, I don't know, you know, a hundred things in his life that he's done, but he treats players very well. Players like him. Players Mm -hmm. like playing for the Falcons. He pays players. Yep. Uh, You go down the list. He was the the first owner in the National Football League to say, you know what, we're ripping fans off with these concession prices. Yeah, great you know, deal. Like, it's literally track. like a buck for a hot dog. It's a buck for a Coke. It's three bucks, four bucks for a beer. Like, he doesn't gouge you. And he's got a model, and he basically states, he goes, you know, if, if, if a family saves like 100 bucks on concessions, they'll probably buy some team merchandise. Yep. Excellent. They spend the money anyways. Like, he actually didn't even hide it. He goes, you know, we noticed when the concessions went, uh, when we lowered our prices, our T-shirt and jersey and hat sales went up. Mm-hmm. People have money to spend. They're, they're willing to spend it, right? So it's like, hey, I saved. I only spent 40 bucks or 50 bucks on, on concessions. Yep, buy now jersey. I can afford that jersey. Buy a hat. Now. Yep. Yeah, yep, now exactly. I can afford the jersey. So it's just good business. So I've always liked Arthur Blank from that standpoint. And he's a respected owner in the National Football League. And... 
he's he doesn't know if there's going to be NFL football. Like he was asked, "What do you think, Mr. Blank?" And he said, "I don't know." You know he what? He said, Dave? "I'd be lying if I said I knew." And he said, "I'll tell you one thing. I can't imagine we would have fans if we play." See, that's the so thing. That's something that we're going to throw out there now. Yeah. I think there will be NFL football. Football. Ken. Without fans. I don't, there won't be fans. I couldn't agree more. Like, if you gave us, say, like, when we come back, like, the poll question you used to do, no football. Football with fans. I, I say football, no fans. I still think, think about it, Gabe. You know, they talked about college. September, we're, 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 we're heading into April, right? So it's April. You still got the months. If they can find a way right now. I'm thinking September, NFL. I know they're, they're going to have tons of meetings like the NBA before that. But you can, I think, come up with a package. If the numbers don't continually rise, it's going to be close. It's going to be very, very close. But I do believe in September. Like, if I were to bet on it now and you gave me futures on it, I would say football, no fans. That's exactly. I think we agree there. Uh, I think it's going to happen. The NFL losing its season? Oh, God. Um you know, we talk about the NBA, the NHL is kind of like a blip on the ra radar, but think about everything, Gabe. Fantasy football, our network, in-game live, the things we do, so much is based on the National Football League. Yeah. For them to lose the season, it would be, it's already astronomically poor, but it would be like a, right. catas a catastrophe. And people, people can accept and get through this. We can get through the summer as depressing yeah. as it would be without baseball. Without NBA, without NHL, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Football would be the devastating one. Yeah. Like just from, from the business aspect, right? Because people wouldn't care where you broadcast from. People wouldn't care if there was any fans. And the television ratings would be extremely massive for NFL football. Yeah, you know, that's a challenge. We're getting ahead of yeah. ourselves yeah. Uh, right now. But, hey, listen, we don't make up the news, guys. We just report it. <laughs> exactly hey, Arthur Blank said something we're yep. commenting on Arthur Blank's comments as, uh, as simple as that alright so speaking of the NFL Cam where there's a bunch of NFL uh, draft uh, props and uh, FanDuel's doing a great job of putting up a, a million different ones a player that we, you and I haven't spoken too much about that I'd like to get into uh, a little bit more is Jalen Hurts Interesting. We talked a lot of, yeah we talked a lot about these other quarterbacks and you look at Jalen Hurts and um, his draft props are, they essentially expect him to be drafted in the second or third round. Yes. Um, the overall number is 72 and a half. Um, now that, you know, and it's weird because they'll put a prop up and it'll be up for a few days and then they'll take it down. They'll put up a new prop for the guy. You know, so it's, it's a fluid market, the props, even though the draft is still a little ways away. It's not that far away either. It's about three and a half weeks away now. So Jalen Hurts drafted in the second round plus 160. Jalen Hurts drafted in the third round is uh, plus 100. You, When you look at Jalen Hurts, do you think that Jalen Hurts is an NFL quarterback? I do, but here's what I here's what I think about Jalen Hurts. And I know, let's remember, big games in Alabama when the core, when Tua got hurt, the, the, the game-winning drive, that's Hurts. But also I saw things, Gabe, with Oklahoma that I didn't like. Bad, bad deep balls, you know, teams started to understand when he was trying to run, he telegraphs a lot of stuff. There's conflicting reports. When, and I was reading some articles, you know, he had a good pro day. They said he threw, throws the ball better long. But when I look at Jalen Hurts, I still think he's a project. I don't think he would be, you know, if they threw him in right now compared to the other guys, I think he'd be worse than them. I think he's worthy of a third-round pick, 
not a second round pick. I think he might even go in the fourth round, but I think he's a guy that still needs to work on his skill set. His accuracy needs work. His feet are good. There's things that he has to do though. Like when I look at him as a blue chip prospect in comparison to Tua, Herbert, all the all these other guys, Burroughs as a cold stone cold lock. He like after Easton even all those other guys have way better fundamentals. Um, Hertz has a big heart. He can run, but I still think there's a lot of throws he can't make at the NFL level. To me, I think he'd probably he's going late third, early fourth. So I would not take the plus money in the second round. Your take? I think I agree with a lot of what you said there. I think he's going to go later, um, later in the third. I think he'll go over seventy-two and a half. Me too, I think yeah. somebody will roll the dice, but and I hate I don't like being this guy because I always say me neither. When I always say, oh. Don't tell a kid he can't be a quarterback, that he's got to be something else. Yep. And Jalen Hurts can throw the football. He can. And he's got a strong arm. As Cam mentioned, that was one thing at the combine that he really impressed people with. They were like, damn, man, he can throw 50 yards, yep. like, pretty strong, and, like, the ball gets fast. It's not like a rainbow bubble type thing. He can sort of throw like a missile. But his fundamentals aren't great. His decision-making is erratic. Very much so. And to me, he's Tyrod Taylor. He, and he's, he's fast. He's a little stronger than Tyrod, but and I think Tyrod's probably a better all-around quarterback than I he agree. is. Even. Yes. So mm -hmm. I don't know how much up, upside there is with Jalen. The thing with Jalen Hurts is he is a winner, and he's such a good athlete and competitor that I don't want to be the guy to tell him, listen, you can't be a quarterback because you can be a quarterback. You're going to be a backup quarterback, and maybe you'll get a chance. Listen, people have compared him to Dak Prescott, and I, you know, Dak Prescott. That's an interesting comparison. comparison. I think that's a little Dak, bit. I think Dak Prescott, though, coming Jaylen coming out was a better college team. quarterback than than Dak was, yeah. Cam. And I saw Dak play all the time. Yeah, it's 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 a very good comparison. I really like the comparison. Dak is bigger, but no, the problem the difference between Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts is even when. But you're right in college. Jalen Hurts, when things go bad, like you've seen the games where he's not on, they go really bad. Like he doesn't have that drive to kind of get out of it. Like you watch that game versus Baylor game in the first, it didn't happen one or two drives. It was the first damn half. And, and, and they're like, he, they were all over him. He turns the ball over a lot too. He fumbles a lot. Doesn't protect the football and he and he under pressure, he goes wild. And those are things at the NFL level. That's why you like Joe Burrow, the complete opposite. Quick, well, that's quick, what quick, I'm quick. saying about Hurts, though. Imagine Hurts returning punts on end sweeps, reverses, because he's fast as hell. He's shifty. He's good. Like basically, and listen, I would draft him and turn him into a Taysom Hill. That would be my deal. I would draft him. I'd I'd have a package of plays for him, but he wouldn't be my starting quarterback. I'd have a starting quarterback. He could be the backup quarterback. And I would tell him, you know, listen, word and no lie, Jalen, you're gonna get the ball five, seven times a game. We're gonna we're gonna have a couple of plays designed for you. He is pretty he is that fast and he can he is. He's a very good runner. He, he sees holes and stuff. But another thing is, in college, he got hit hard a lot. Like, he thought he was tough enough, right? In the NFL, he'll get hurt doing that as well. Like I said, the upside isn't great with him, but I think – I'm not saying he's a bust, and I'm not saying he's terrible, but I don't think he's a legitimate number one quarterback in the NFL. I think he could win a game. I think he'd be an 8-8 eight eight quarterback. He'd be okay, but you know I, don't, I, I think he'd be actually a little bit under um, – Yeah. But like I'm I said, he's Tyrod Taylor, but he's not yeah. even as good as Tyrod Taylor is. Ah, and we agree. We and we agree on one point, Gabe. If me and, and he you can't read defenses too, that's yep. another thing, Cam. He yes. throws to the open guys, so like he'll look. Oh, you're open, ding! And he can throw a fastball. You 
But in the NFL, you need to anticipate. He's, yeah. And he's very bad at anticipating uh, routes and stuff. Excellent point. That's the thing. So he is an effective player. He is a superior athlete. But me and you as GMs in the war room, we'll wait to the fourth round. I'll tell you something. Over 72 and a half is a great bet, I think, if it stays that way. I don't think he'll go under that. You know a guy he's a little bit alike. And even though even though the guy was bigger than he was, it was very similar, was E.J. Manuel. Interesting. If you look in college, E.J. Manuel would take off, get first downs. He would throw fastballs. But the thing is, the guys were always wide open. Yeah. Like E.J. Manuel didn't throw a pass 40 yards downfield and someone would run right under it. No, like they would run, get open, he would scan the field, yeah. and ding, then he'd throw like an ultra fastball. And he had a Too cannon long. for an arm. But mm -hmm. once again, when you saw E.J. Manuel in the National Football League, he'd make some brilliant throws every now and then. He had a cannon for an arm, but he couldn't read defenses. Like, he didn't really understand, you know, anticipation. And, you know, like Aaron Rodgers has that, where Aaron Rodgers can throw the outplay before yeah. the receiver turns around. These guys can't do that, right? And, you know, you have to be able to do that, bang, bang, uh, in the National Football League. But, you know, we'll get into some of his numbers um, actually, and the Jalen Hurts said they're very, very comparable to to Kyler Murray. They're very comparable comparable to to Baker Mayfield, but I think both Kyler Murray and Baker are more naturally gifted quarterbacks. It's easier for them, a little smoother. Yep. Although I like Kyler better than Baker. So do I. Right. I'm just stating in the like Jalen Hurts is more an athlete than a quarterback. He's an athlete who plays quarterback. It's an excellent right, but, comparison to E.J. Manuel. I, I look at them almost yeah, the exact same way. Like, yeah, totally. Like, that guy has to be fight. wide open. So if defenses come up with complex schemes in, in the National Football League, this is not some Big 12 defense. This guy, I hate to say it, it's it, he's going to take a lot of sacks and he's going to get hit a lot. No, he will. All right, so we'll get uh, more into Jalen Hurts and more into the National Football League draft. And your questions. Game time decisions get on great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. On the grid, sports grid. I'm Morenci. I'm on the grid. So is Cam Stewart. He lives on the freaking grid. Let's do this thing. We're talking uh, Jalen Hurts. We're talking NFL uh, props. Uh, but let's fix in a couple of questions uh, as well. Keep it uh, interactive, uh, so to speak. Uh, so Kyle in Atlanta, regular viewer, uh, hardcore uh, rageaholic, 
Um, shout out to Kyle. Kyle uh, said, hey, guys, what are the first five things to come to mind when you when you hear the uh, the word Atlanta, the city of Atlanta? What's the first five things you think of? First five things I think of. Number one, Coke. Coca-Cola. I'm a big cola monster, and Coke is the home of Atlanta. So when I go to Atlanta, Coke, I got to go on the tour. You got to go see Coke, man. It's uh, I'm Coke and Pepsi guy, Gabe. Like your boy Larry King said, I enjoy both uh, sodas, but Coke. Number two, Bojangles Chicken and Biscuits. I found it out when I went to Georgia. Great, great spot. When I went to Bojangles, I never had like the chicken and waffles and the chicken before. And I'll tell you, the Southern, I love Bojangles. If they could have a Bojangles Chicken and Biscuits in Canada, I'd lose my mind. Everyone salivates over Popeyes. I think Bojangles kills it. Number three, Zaxby's. Friend, uh, David Gerard, former Jacksonville guy. When you go down to Georgia, another great uh, fast food place that you don't get up in the north is Zaxby's. Number four, Mercedes-Benz, home of the Atlanta Falcons, new stadium. It looks really cool. I think of Atlanta, I see that. And number five, uh, a network that Portuguese Joe hates, CNN. That's my top five Atlanta landmarks and destinations. <laughs> top five Atlanta things. An interesting list. I think um, number one thing I think of when I hear Atlanta, strip clubs. <laughs> oh, yeah, you should have added that to the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I'm like, oh, yeah, strip clubs. They've got some crazy strip clubs uh, out there. Um, I think of Atlanta, and uh, people know Atlanta is basically um, black Hollywood. It is. Like yeah. Atlanta, like, yeah, like a lot of, you know, a lot of black celebrities uh, live in Atlanta. I think of... Um, I think of hot chicks. I imagine there's like hot chicks in the South and stuff. You know what I mean? I think of like hot chicks in Atlanta. Good value in Atlanta. So they take care of themselves, the ladies there. They look good. I think I think of the Falcons. Mm, yes. I think of the Atlanta Falcons. And I know Coca-Cola, CNN are there. Uh, but how do I not think? And honestly, I think of every team from Atlanta being chokers. Yeah, it's so true. With the exception of the MLS team. Yes, yeah, yeah, they were very but, good. Atlanta. Yeah, like I think of Atlanta. Atlanta is like the Buffalo or the uh, the Cleveland or the Detroit of the South. Of the South, yes. Like when it comes to sports. Yeah. But no, I guess not that bad because the Braves but, were good. But yeah, they were good. They yeah. still want Jays. <laughs> what yeah. amazes me about Atlanta is so... And hey, it was it was just the other day actually that it was um, three twenty eight and twenty eight three and all that with the date, and evidently the Patriots actually trolled them even in the middle of a pandemic, like for a Super Bowl from a couple of years ago. Get over yeah, like, it. Yeah, exactly. It's classless. So, but what's amazing to me is that day that the Atlanta Braves got smoked, and oh, man, I man, I, I even though I lost that bet, I missed those days because I remember we yeah. were at FanDuel doing the show actually. And what was it? It was like 14 nothing after the first inning or whatever the hell it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, the Cardinals game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Sorry, Gabe. It's 10 uh, nothing. And you're like, oh, geez. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, better luck. Yeah. Because I remember saying, wow, I didn't come back. It's only three runs. Oh, it's only seven <laughs> runs. Oh, it's, it was 10 <laughs> runs. Uh, like, yeah. So they got smoked. But what was amazing, so they blew the 28 3 lead in the Super Bowl. What was amazing about their baseball collapse in, in, in the game seven or game five was it game five or game seven? What um, for the baseball? The I think Cardinal was, series. Uh, I think it was game five, wasn't it? It was the elimination game. It was the elimination. Yes, yeah, so it was game five, the first series. Yeah, exactly. So it was game five. It was an elimination game. Yeah, and they blew it. And um, what was amazing is that it was um, two years, eight months, 
and three days to the day that they blew the 28-3 lead. Unbelievable. That's what I think of when I think of Atlanta. Wow. That's nuts. What are the odds of that? That's like astronomical lottery number stuff. That'll never happen again. That's like a comet. Don't you think that's crazy? I don't understand like how how it even happened. Like, does that, does that make you believe in like a higher power cam that like somehow like, is that, or is that just total random coincidence that just happened that way? Uh, or do numbers do numbers yeah. like that? You know what I mean? The TV yeah. show, ooh, numbers. Numbers? actually like, people I, say I, that numbers yeah. tie everything together, right? So I don't know. Well, like you watch an old, like I watch my I know, There's numbers in the calendar. There's numbers in the hours of the day. There's pretty obvious yeah. that numbers are relevant to us, right? I agree 100%. Like a cop will go, there are no coincidences. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, lucky. But to be honest with you, there are so many numbers. I would go with the random number theory game over that thing. It's just, it's insane. But there's so many numbers out there and so many different combinations. For that to happen, you said it. That's Well, yeah. What are the chances that one team in a Super Bowl blows a 28-3 lead and then two years, eight months, and three days later gets smoked in a baseball, like the next big major sporting event in their city happens uh, like that. Line is Atlanta sports fans, uh, you got to have other hobbies. Well, too, how, about gonna... how about this, though? How about this, though? The Toronto Maple Leafs won their first Stanley Cup, Cam, in, in 19, uh, 1918, I believe it was. The next year, there was no Stanley Cup because of the Spanish flu. Okay, the Toronto Blue Jays uh, win the World Series. Yeah, no World Series the next year because there's a lockout. Mm. Toronto Raptors win their first championship. Wow, wow! I didn't even think of this. I thought you were going to talk about the tragically hip song when. No, 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 no. no. So what I'm saying is basically every time. Wow! Every time a team from Toronto wins a championship, there's no championship the next year. That is unbelievable. Think about that. That is uh, no, dude. You're blowing my mind right now. Like I, <laughs> no, I'm absolutely, I'm in shock. That and that's a, not just once. That's every team. So hockey, baseball, and basketball, unbelievable. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow, where'd you come up with that one? Somebody wrote a story. Was, yeah, it's true. That's wild. Yeah, I didn't. Um... Anyway, it's good find. <laughs> I'll say excellent fine. That's wild. I didn't even think about that at the time. I so saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find it now quickly. Yeah, I just. I, I, I can't. I can't even tell you, Gabe. How like so? Think about that. The randomness of the numbers with Atlanta, and not and three times with three sports of that magnitude the year after. Like I can't. I don't even know what the odds would be. That's yeah, like. Yeah, winning- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like winning a Powerball twice for yeah, like a- which, which, which you and I are never going to do. <laughs> Buddy, I can't even get a free ticket. No, I'm not winning a Powerball. That's never happening in Maybe my I life. I should start playing actually right now. <laughs> you though, I learned a tip. Whatever you do, play the same numbers every time. Don't be one of those guys that randomly does it because if you see your numbers oh, pop I know, up, I know, I know. anything. That's um, like- all right, we have another question here, which is... Uh, What's the most amount of money you've bet on one single game before? Oh, my chick's not watching. $25,000 I bet on one game before and lost. And wow. I, was, I was on a payment plan with the guy for a couple of years. Yeah. 
That was really stupid. Yeah. Which was that the night? Uh, was that the night uh, the Oklahoma Texas Tech game and all that stuff? No, it was. Um, it was actually a, a meaningless game. I owed a guy. I owed a guy like twenty, and I, I wanted to get it all back in one shot. It was the stupidest thing I've ever done. An old bookie. Remember the guy who owed me the four, uh, I think it was fourteen or fifteen thousand dollars when we ate that KFC and we hit that fourteen-game NBA parlay, and he left because he had no money and left me out to dry with the guy with the knives and the nunchucks with that guy. And it was a Raiders Arizona Cardinals game, and the game went to overtime, and I lost. And I oh. was in a bar. I was in a bar crying actually, like like I was bought, like I had left like just crying, going, "This guy's gonna kill me. This guy's gonna kill me." And I went on a payment plan for like, and then I started working at another job, and uh, yeah, so basically it took me about like almost two years to pay the guy off at like five hundred uh, five hundred dollars every like week or two. It was a nightmare, Gabe. Yeah, yeah. For uh, and another, uh, yeah, that's uh, was less alert. None of these other anchors who do sports shows would ever tell you you do something that stupid. But no, I've done stupid things. I've done stupid things like that. I've done I've done stupid things like that. Um, I was once down thirteen k, and I had a twenty k. Twenty k was like the cutoff, and I was screwed. I was in a big trouble, and I laid it all down on a Jerry Tarkanian game and won. Uh, she's one of the few times, but I got to go back like literally like 30 years for like a nice positive story, <laughs> like a long time. But, there's the team you need, you never get usually. Uh, you, usually, no, like, there's been some damaging. Like the Super Bowl was a bad one. Carolina and Denver. I was in yeah. Vegas. Um, Cantor Gaming in the Tropicana. That was about 17, 18k. In that range, same thing. 20, 25k. Uh, yeah. Bad days. It's funny though. Listen, that, you know, I've lived, you know, we're, me and Cam are older, so we've been around a long time. I've gone through different stages of my life where I bet more, I bet less, I've been crazy, I've been smarter. And yep. Now is pretty much like as smart as I've been, actually. It's funny, as I've gotten older, you know, it's all that like Michael Jordan said. When Michael Jordan, listen, guys, I had Kevin Sobro on the show before, right? Uh, Hercules. Oh, Hercules, yes. That's all. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hercules. Hey, Hercules. I had Kevin Sorbo. Hey, Herc. Hey, Herc. No, not, not, not that one. Hey, Herc. It's Kevin. Yeah. Helena. Helena. No, no, that's not that, 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 that yeah, one. So I, had, I had Kevin Sorbo on. This is years ago. I had him on recently, too, actually. I had him on like about six months ago. But yeah. Uh, but Kevin Sorbo, we talked about it. So he was at uh, Lake Tahoe at that golf tournament. Yeah, yeah. Celebrity. Uh, the celebrity golf tournament. And he ended up playing with Michael Jordan. Uh, not a bad uh, guy to end up playing with. Except uh, Jordan said to everyone, all right, so you know we're going to bet, right? So basically, <laughs> everyone knew if you end up with Jordan, you better, you're going to end up betting. You have to bet if you're playing with him. Yeah. <laughs> so they said, all right, what are we going to go? How much a hole? Jordan said 100K a hole. And Sorbo said, you know, I don't make that type of money. Yeah, how about like a grand or two? <laughs> and, and, and Jordan told him, you're Hercules. And he's like, I don't make that much money being Hercules, Jordan. <laughs> Hercules. <laughs> like, Michael Jordan like liked him though. He's like, Hey, you're Hercules though. He's like, Yeah, you make money. He goes, not not a hundred thousand dollars an episode. Like he's like basically Sorbo like told Jordan. And Jordan's like, Wow. So Jordan like had to go down all these numbers type thing. 50k, 20k. And finally, Jordan looks over at him and he goes, what makes you feel uncomfortable? <laughs> That's a great story. Yeah, so they, um, they, they, it was like a thousand a hole. They went, they went for a thousand a hole at the end. Well, a thousand uh, a hole. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So. <laughs> Man, that's great. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. I'm always always a fan of, uh, of of the questions coming in. But I want to bring up actually, you know, uh, Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson hinted um, on a rematch. The money, like this guy's too much, man. But Cam, who cares? I had a bad taste in my mouth when I did it last time because there wasn't a lot given to charity, bro. No. They kept like 9.5 mil. They kicked out a couple of 50K here. 50, like, Honestly. I was surprised that two guys as rich as they were were as like greedy as they were to play for the 10 mil. And you could tell Phil wanted it bad. And yeah. He wants it bad again, but if you guys play, you got to give all the money away. You can't play now when everyone's out of work and, like, it's the biggest recession since the 30s. Exactly. And here's another thing. People barely wanted to see Phil Mickelson back then, and he won. Like, no one cares, Phil. Like, there's so many golfers better than you. You can't even hit a ball in the fairway anymore. You can't make cuts. No one cares. Like, I, I, as a golf fan, I'm almost embarrassed that they're trying to do it again. I say scratch it. You're right. And if you're going to do it, I want every cent to go to – yeah, you pick a charity, whoever wins, whatever, but I don't want you to get, like, one cent from this thing. You're loaded. Do it. You know what? Don't do it for profit. You're right, man. You know, if these guys actually think they're keeping the money again, I'd hope people who are desperate don't give in to it because that's ridiculous. No offense, Phil. Screw you. I don't care about your stupid one-on-one -on -one golf tournament. Get bent. And a shout out to uh, Lionel Messi, uh, Ar Argentinian uh, superstar. How about this, uh, Cam? He's donating 70 um, 70% of his salary. That's a nice salary. Yeah, yeah. Basically, so that the workers get paid for the duration. He's paying for everyone that works for the organization until things are back to normal out of his salary. Now that's a guy getting it he done. Told, he told the team, just take the take it. The 30% is the tax type thing or whatever, you know, whatever the purposes are. But yeah, 70% of his salary, they're just going to divide it up and they're going to give it to all the workers. What a class act that is. And I loved your tweet today, and I don't go on Twitter. I, I just go once in a while because it's very depressing these days, even more so. But great point. The my pillow guy gets fifty grand. Who gives a crap and gets a yeah, fifty thousand max? That, that commercial is worth about five hundred thousand dollars. So he's actually getting a deal from it. And you said it. And Marbury do, does his thing. And there's a, just a clip in the newspaper. Great call by you with that uh, retweet. And I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's ridiculous. How much would a commercial cost there with the president? That guy's such a. Oh yeah, I'm a crackhead. I found religion. Like I'm. I'm sick and tired of this crap. <laughs> like honest to God, man. Isn't that what well, killers listen. say before they die? Well, yeah, listen, I found God. Listen, it's, it's a nice gesture. The, the MyPillow guy, he's making 50,000 masks in his factory. And even dropped, it's the most comfortable mask you'll ever wear. And, you know, but like I said, yeah, he got a free out of the Rose Garden, especially, especially all day. All these people are going, oh, he's a great guy. And listen, it was a nice gesture. And I, I don't want any people oh. to give to charity. I don't like saying, oh, you should have given more. Sense. Right? So, yeah. But all I'm saying is he was like a big hero to a lot of people yesterday. Stefan Marbury is sending 10 million masks. 10 million. That's like more than like the government came up with, like 10 million masks from China. And the masks are like seven bucks each now because it's a sh global shortage for masks and they're gouging for the price. Yep. And since Marbury is a big star in China and he plays out there and his big shoe uh, entrepreneur out there, he's like, don't worry, I got some connections. He got the mask for like two bucks. Amazing. So, like, he even got them for cheaper than everybody else. 
And like I said, no, it was a little thing in a newspaper. Oh, Stephon Marbury, 10 million masks given to New York. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty impressive. 10 million masks, but it's Stephon Marbury, right? And it's yeah. crazy. People don't realize Marbury gave like 4 million cash to the NYPD and the NYFD after 9-11 wow. uh, for a family uh, fund. Like uh, Marbury's given a lot of money away over the years. Real but humanitarian. He's made so much more money than people realize, though, with the shoe Starberries. Um, actually, all right. Uh, we got Rick Saratello. We're going to talk some NFL draft football. We're going to find out how much McDonald's uh, can can eat. He doesn't need to get paid $3,500 to do it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.